Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to a brand new show for a brand new day. It is Thursday, January 5th. <laughs> what? I just I just love the year of Larry, that's all. <laughs> 2023, the year of Larry. I've rid myself of the caped creep and the boy blunder. <laughs> That's Larry Storch. Larry Storch. All hell, Larry. It is right to give Larry thanks and praise. <laughs> Larry Storch was the very first voice of the very first animated Joker oh, yeah. on television in 1968. Larry Storch. Larry Storch. This week's Larry in the year of Larry. <laughs> That's so good. It is right to give Larry thanks and praise, just like it's right for you guys to be joining us here today on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Stick up that ass. That's right. Oh, Stick know. up that ass, Eddie Pence. Kids, we have a hell of a show lined up for you today. But before we get into it, let's get the introductions out of the way. I'm your old podcast pal. My name's Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, Sheriff of Ghost Town, Mayor of Myrtle, victim of vandalism, mm -hmm. Nipsey Muscle, the Dilf Pickle. What else you got? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Let's just call him... Holy God, Holy God. Or Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo, ho, Eddie. Some folks were axing me. Uh, yeah. Did uh, Eddie ever get his uh, insurance deal squared away and get the car back and all that? You get the stuff? car back. It's it all got squared away. It was just a big hassle. Well, I'm glad. Just a massive hassle. Glad yeah. to know that your your catalytic converter is where it should be it's under the car for the time being. For now, good. Yeah. Uh, kids, you're in for a hell of a treat today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Jam packed show. We've got, of course, your entertainment news, your phone calls. Sex University, mm. boy, it's a it's a sexy sex. Is it university. sexy? Yeah. Steamy, steamy. Hot. Yeah, a lot of people are going to be turned on. Okay. Some people are going to be turned off. All right, but we'll explain it all uh, in a little bit. Uh, hey, don't forget if you're a four star general, tonight's the night, seven p.m. Love to have you join us live here in the Batcave as we record the show. It's pretty simple. I sent out the link yesterday. All you got to do is click on that Crowdcast link. And that'll bring you right here into the Batcave so you can watch us do all our shenanigans live in front of your eyes. The lovely and talented Queen Jay will be stopping by. Oh, my word, she got the magic. Yeah, she'll be uh, once again acting as Quizmaster General for the... Uh, and there's new rules in place now, right? Yeah, because you, you we, had to, we had to set up new rules because you kept cheating. Last time we tried this, Eddie Pence would just buzz in just immediately... Well, and then not know the answer. And, they go, uh, 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 and then everybody was screwed. Well, I, that's how I live my life. I, I, I take the shot, and then I see if I can follow through with it. Well, maybe think before you act. No, but you get, you, then you get scared. Like, oh, do I know? Do I not know? You got to go and then see if you know. So to keep Eddie from ruining things, we've changed the rules where if someone buzzes in... <laughs> 
and has an incorrect answer or doesn't know the answer, has no answer, yeah. the other player gets to hear more of the clue yeah, before fair. they have to answer. I don't think it's fair. It's absolutely fair. It keeps people from just <laughs> jamming up the works <laughs> with their buzzers. So uh, we'll be doing that tonight at 7 p.m. Come on out and join us. It's going to be fun. All right, let's jump into today's show. Uh, I think we're going to have a good time. I really do. Sp starting off with, this started earlier in the week. We have a new segment where we call, and now a word from our sponsors. Mm -hmm. And now a word from our sponsors. Where we play wildly inappropriate commercials from yesteryear. Yes, 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 yes. And this week, it was the Kool-Aid kids who went to Japan. Right. And it was... Um, Awful. Aggressively Just... racist. It was violently <laughs> racist. <laughs> And we were wondering about the Kool-Aid kids. I wonder if they went anywhere else. Yeah, I was curious about that. Well, apparently they took a world tour. Oh, good. There's all a bunch of countries. Spread that racism everywhere. That the Kool-Aid kids dropped right. into looking for their delicious favorite drink. This one isn't racist so much as it is. Well, I'll let you listen to it because I think it proves a point. This is the Kool-Aid kids on a trip to Australia. Hmm. Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid, tastes great. Wish we had some, can't wait. A fuzzy-wuzzy koala bear took pity on the kids. Down he came with the speed of light to show the kids this welcome sight. Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid, pip-pip, lots of fun in every sip. Everything's fair dinkum when Kool-Aid's at the party. What flavor? Downright refreshing, I call it. Kool-Aid's fun, too. And with lots of ice, delicious. The Kool-Aid kids are off again to visit other lands. Be sure to join them when they do. Join them in some Kool-Aid, too. A five-cent package does the trick. Makes two quarts of Kool-Aid quick. I'm just saying... <laughs> I stand corrected. That is proof positive that my Australian accent Spot on. is exactly... Spot I stand corrected. Sounds am, exactly like the folks down under sound. I am humbled. If you listen to that accent, you can tell that mine is spot you on. You nailed it, my friend. It's fair dinkum when they're drinking Kool-Aid with some ice. I take back Thank every you. negative thing I've ever Thank said you. about Finally. your Australian accent. Finally. I I'm was wrong. vindicated. I was wrong. My accent. My bad. It's as if I grew up in Adelaide. It really is. It really is. A dingo <laughs> stole my baby. Just so good. Thank you so much. So well, we'll be traveling with the Kool-Aid kids oh, for good. a while. Oh, good. That'll be exciting. Got a bunch of other countries. Can we get to the deep them. south? <laughs> they, don't, uh, they don't get to them oh, really? so much. We don't? Mostly just foreign, foreign countries. <laughs> and the Australian one wasn't very racist because no. it's, it's kind of just the stuff they're known for. Kangaroos <laughs> and talking koala bears. Koala bears and things like that. <laughs> Fandankum. <laughs> All right. Let's get our uh, attention shifted where it belongs to you, Garmy members near and far. We love it when you reach out to us. So many ways you can reach us, too. You can send us an email if you like or find us on social media. But a lot of folks like to leave their voicemail messages on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's available to you. All you got to do is dial up that number, one 833 Hi, Ralph! Then you can leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, anything that's on your mind. I listen to each and every one of them. Then I grab a handful and we put them here in a segment we call Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. 
Didn't expect it. I love when things happen organically here on the Ralph Report. But the year of Larry is just blowing up. <laughs> hey, Ralph. Hey, Eddie. Hey, Steve. Hey, crew. Um, I think the idea of doing a bunch of different Larrys is going to be hilarious. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> you see, Eddie, because... I see. There's it, a yeah, the word hilarious, hilarious of course, has, means very, very funny. Yeah. But buried inside that word is the, is yeah. the name Larry. Right. So it, he said it's going to be Larry. Larry. Uh, got it. Is. I got it. I'll explain it to you. No, you don't later. need to. Please don't. From time to time, we like folks to call in with suggestions on what we can find on streaming services. There's just too many goddamn streaming There's services. There's a lot. And too much content. And if someone doesn't tell you what's on it, how would you know? It's not like we have a TV guide no, anymore. I don't. Or you can find out about watching commercials because nope. they don't advertise these things. Yeah. It's word of mouth. That's why we do, hey, what you watching? Hey, what you watching? Hey, Ralph, Eddie, Steve, love you, man. Uh, Queen Jay, of course. Uh, this is John Fink, the vegan giant, Colin. I have a whatcha watching recommendation here. Uh, a friend of mine recommended on Netflix this show called Kaleidoscope. And it's really cool because you can watch it in any order you want. Um, each episode is a different color. And then it's written in a way that if you watch it in one order, it tells one kind of story. And if you watch it in another way, it tells it in a different way. And there are little Easter eggs in each episode that kind of inform the other ones. And it's brilliant. And we just finished it tonight. And oh, God damn, it was good. <laughs> so um, I got to recommend it, man. Um, it's really neat. And it's cool because if like you watch it in a certain order and a friend watches it in a different order, it kind of means different things. So uh, it's a cool way to do it. I was really impressed with it. So just wanted to recommend that. All right, man. LMB. How stoned are you, John Fink? <laughs> that sounds like madness to me. <laughs> it's a show, but you can watch it in any order. And every episode's a color. And then your friends watch it, and they think it's something different. And then you watch it, and it's got Easter eggs in it. This this sounds ridiculous. <laughs> have you heard about this I thing? I have not heard about Kaleidoscope? it. Kaleidoscope? That seems difficult to watch. That seems like madness. In all those different orders. And just, I don't think... Just write a show that starts and ends. I don't think I'd want to rewatch it in a different order. Because that would be, then I would have to re, like look for a different story. But well, I thought you I wouldn't have to. You can watch it just once. But yeah. they say you watch it in any order that you want. That seems too much. That's a lot of I work. Just, I don't want just, to. Just tell me a story. God's sakes. But for you people out there who like to get baked, like I think John Fink was when he made that phone call, <laughs> then uh, then you're probably... It's a really fermented kraut before he watched the That's show. That's the other right? Fink. Oh, sorry. John Fink's the vegan giant. I'm sure they share a kraut. Andy Fink. I'm sure Andy Fink drops some kraut off. our fine his, friend at Fink's Fermented Foods. His brother's house, I'm sure. I wonder if John's like nervous about being the lesser popular Fink. Dude. This could be one of those stories. That's probably why he called in with his recommendation. Yeah. What about, hey, remember me? I don't make any pickles, but uh, you guys gotta, love gotta, me, I gotta, right? I got what you're watching. I don't have any crap, but I look at me. I'm tall and I have a beard. Everybody <laughs> love me. 
kaleidoscope. Every show's a color. Mm. Andy's giving him the business. Yeah, I don't know. They're talking about me a lot these yeah. days, John. All sold out of crowd. Oh, he's out. He's out of crowd. Yeah, I believe he is out of crowd. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah crowd fast enough. That fink can't for you only ferment so fast. It's it true. Take a while. It's nature. You yeah. can't hurry nature. You can't microwave nature. Although I was watching uh, foods that built. <laughs> oh really? Built America. What's that about? It's the story behind the scenes mm. of how great inventors of some of the most famous food brands in America. Feel your anger growing. Changed the course of, of American events with their foods. <laughs> and you say, oh, well, you can't speed up nature or whatever. Fuck you. That's what I say. Wow. Harlan Sanders. Did he sped up nature? Sped up nature. Okay. Because he was selling so much fried chicken out of his gas station. Yeah. In Hell's Half Acre, Kentucky. Sounds really That's the name unhygienic. of his town, Hell's Half Acre. And he was selling out of his chicken, and yeah. he had to start cooking it faster. Right. And he's just sitting there with a frying pan flipping the chicken. You can't hurry up nature. No. Oh, can't you? He built a deep pressure, high pressure, deep How fryer. How many fingers did he lose, or who died while this happened? Well, one guy died. Yeah, that, of course. That Carlin died. Sanders shot with a shotgun. Because he was painting over his billboard for his gas station. Oh, you don't do that. And Harlan came across you him. shoot a man. Filled him with buckshot. But, um, <laughs> but he created a high-pressure deep fryer that could fry chicken in eight minutes. Wow. And it changed the course of human events. <laughs> well, it changed the course of cholesterol in America. So Fink, sure. Andy Heart Fink, I think is going to change the... Sped up. He's going to be one of those foods that... <laughs> Built fermenting machine. He's going to come up with a fermenting machine. All right. Here's my idea for yeah. a new restaurant. Because I'm, you know, I'm all about this show now. You love. So I'm yeah. constantly looking for what my what hole in the food market you can fill. Right. Yes. What's my yes. big idea? What is my Mars and Mars? This <laughs> father and son who created Mars. What's your McDLT? What's my Milky Way? How do you What's keep my the Snicker? Side, the cool side cool. You mock, but these people <laughs> changed the course of human events. No, they just made America fatter. No, that's they didn't. all they did. They fed they fed people during the depression. When you only had a nickel, you could get a Mr. Good bar and fill your belly with peanuts and full chocolate of protein and, and chocolate and keep you going. So you could try to find a job. Right. You don't yeah. know what it's like to be out I there don't. on the on the bread line. So here's my, you want to hear my idea or what? Please lay, lay it on me. You might want to invest. Lay, okay. I don't you, have much, but. You, you and I could be partners. Oh, yeah. I didn't know we were offering me a partnership in this. Well, depends on how well, much I'm, scratch you have. Me, You're not going to get 50 well, 50. Let me hear the pitch first. All right. Here we go. What? A restaurant. <laughs> okay. Heard of that. <laughs> Nothing new there. All we serve? Uh huh. Mashed potatoes. A mashed potato restaurant? Yes. Now, is there a fixing bar? Yes. It comes with different sauces and different ingredients you can get garlic mashed potatoes you can get broccoli mashed potatoes right. you can get bacon mashed potatoes you can get mashed potatoes and mac now, and cheese mashed is this, potatoes is you this like get, is this like a fro is this like a froyo place where you just get your bowl of mashed potatoes and you go down the bar and you put on the mashed potatoes to make them whatever they are or are you getting different types of mashed potatoes? You're getting different types of mashed potatoes. Oh, that's gonna be you're gonna you're gonna kill yourself. We got different types of mashed that's potatoes too, you, you, 
and that's we so get many pots. different. That's so many pots. Different coverings, different no, sauces. You need as one well. big bat of mashed potatoes, yeah. and then you just take it. You're missing like the point. a Menchie's, and no, then you just throw on whatever you Menchie's want. Menchie's has different flavors. Frozen yogurt. Yeah. They don't have one frozen well, yogurt. No, what was the place just, that did? Just bland, and then you put other stuff. What was the one place that did? I don't know. It failed because that's why no one talks about it. Yeah, but you can't have that much mashed potatoes. Yeah, I can. Watch. You'll drown in mashed potatoes. Watch me. What if I just have mashed potatoes and then I put in the ingredients inside the mashed potatoes per order for, as per they order? order? Yes. Well, and you, and it's like a drive-in thing and you get delicious comfort food mashed potatoes and it's all it's all mashed potatoes. All we sell God, is mashed so potatoes. so much carbs. But it's delicious. Do you have and drinks? People love it. Potato shakes? Mashed potato shakes? <laughs> There's no mashed potato shakes. There could be. We'll have a soda fountain or whatever, <laughs> but we're not it's just mashed potatoes. French fries? No, we. It's what mashed you, potatoes. What's the side? What's the side for mashed potatoes? Nothing. You mashed just potatoes eat the is the meal. Potatoes. That's a lot. It's not a lot. Is there broccoli? Perfect. There's broccoli. We have one of our offerings is broccoli mashed potatoes. We've got mushroom mashed potatoes. We've got bacon Ugh. mashed potatoes. Well, bacon mashed potatoes would be good. Mac and cheese mashed potato. So, so you're actually putting noodles in the mash. You're yes. putting carbs in the carbs. Yes. That sounds dangerous. People would freak out. We've had vegan <laughs> options for John Fink. Will there be a defibrillator in the building? No, you know, you're missing out. People I, are going to love this. Am I? It's going to be. Gravy? It's going to change the is there course gravy? of human events. Different course, gravies you can put on? Gravy's like a basic. Of course, there's going to be gravy for the okay. mashed potatoes. Right. Salad bar? Stop complicating things. It's just potatoes. <laughs> just mashers. All right. Sorry. Just mashed potatoes. I got to come up with a name, though. Mashers. Mashers. Ralph's mash and stash. Stud, mash and dash. Stud spuds. Mash and dash. Stud spuds. Stud spuds, mash yeah. and dash. Rouse mash and dash. We get Steve Mashton to come on and be a spokesperson. <laughs> I don't know. I'm working out, but I think it's strong. Rouse mash and dash. Listen, yesterday I had a bit of trouble. Uh, I was coming up with the uh, scientific name for the blood pressure cuff. Yes. The sphygnomenor. Sphygnomenor. Anyway, thank God that Garmy's smarter than I am. Hi, Ralph. This is Christina, one star um, from Orange County. Hi to everybody there. Uh, I was just listening to today's report. I know you're going to get a ton of these, but the blood pressure cuff is mm. big no nonometer. That's it. Big no nonometer. All right, LMB. Wow, I was way off. Wow. Sphigno nonometer. Sphigno nonometer. Sphigno nonometer. Sphigno nanometer. Sigpo nanometer. <laughs> Siegfried. Siegfried and Roy nanometer. Sigpo nanometer. Signo. Signo or Sigpho? Signo. Sigmo? Signo nanometer. Signo nanometer. Yes. Got it. Signo nanometer. We uh, struggled with that yesterday, and oh, everybody thought there was something there. There was an idea to be had. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Tim. Mike and Ellie calling in uh, about the Wednesday show. The sphygnomenomenometer. Yeah. Uh, that would be a great drunk talk between the two of you guys. You think? And I'm sure I'm the only one that's called <laughs> yeah. in about that. Yeah, you're the only one. Love you, meet it by. There weren't 50 other people saying, you and Eddie should be drunk talking about sphygnomenometers. <laughs> All right. Looks I can't like see that close up. something a foot from your face. It's gross. Eddie's and Ralph's drunk thoughts. I'm fine. Yeah, my teeth were working. <laughs> It was the very first person to measure blood pressure mm. with his patients. Okay. And this is before they had the sphygmomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomenomen
Hey, Rob. Yo, Odie. Happy New Year, guys. Uh, Rob from New York, two-star. If this is going to be the year of Larry, then I, uh, I I need to recommend a happy, or ask for request is the word, happy hit, um, Del Shannon's ridiculous masterpiece, Hats Off to Larry. Yes. LMB. Hats Off to Larry. <laughs> Loved this song back in the day. I forgot all about it. Uh, Del Shannon, for those you who don't know, had a smash hit in the 50s, late 50s, early 60s, called The uh, Runaway. Yeah. The run, run, yeah, yeah. run, wild wonder. Yeah. Uh, this was his follow-up hit, Hats Off to Larry. <laughs> Today's happy hit. Once I had a pretty girl, her name, it doesn't matter. She went away with another guy. Now he won't even look at her. song hats off to larry you think he was disguising it with the little video game sounds in there <laughs> video game sounds that's an organ i think that's a that's a b2 i think it's the down round down left down left up right a b a b a b it's a it's an organ it's a hammond b2 i think yeah, i don't know b2 sounded, sounded very familiar you sunk my battleship <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to everybody who called in today. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment. In order for that to happen, however, you must call me. Call me He broke your heart. <laughs> so good. 
Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Hey, you know what I say about everybody? What? They're all born. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But not everyone truly lives. No. However, on Thursdays, we like to pay tribute to folks born throughout history on this day because they were born to be alive. January 5th, 1592, Shah Jahan was born, the fifth Mughal emperor of India, famous for, of course, building a tribute to his beloved wife, Mumtaz Mahal, uh, with the Taj Mahal. Taj Mahal. An entire epic mansion built in honor of his wife. It was like a huge waste of resources. Oh, my God. Tracy's a lucky, lucky woman, I got to tell you. I'm just saying. What have you ever done in tribute to her? Oh, I've done stuff. Have you? I've done the dishes. (laughs) All right. I do the dishes every day. Same thing. 1614, (laughs) Archduke Wilhelm (laughs) of Austria was born on this day. 1667, Antonio Lotti, famous Italian Baroque composer, was born on this day in Venice, Italy. You know what Antonio always said? (laughs) Hey, let me tell you something about Baroque music. If it ain't Baroque, don't fix it. He said. Uh, Surprised he didn't have a career in comedy. Constance Mozart, wife of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, born on this day in 1762. 1779, Zebulon Pike was born. Zebulon? Zebulon. A Scientologist? (laughs) What? Sounds like a Scientologist god. No. Zebulon. That's a... Zenu? Zenu, yeah, it's different. Oh, it's totally different. Zebulon Pike was an American brigadier general and explorer. Pike's Peak is named after him. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. 1823, William Rockstro. Mm. He's a musicologist from England, and his last name was Rockstro. Rockstro, yeah. That's pretty cool. That's deep. deep. It should be a band name. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Rockstro. It's like maestro (laughs) and rock and roll. He's a Rockstro. He's a Rockstro. Got it. Although it does kind of sound like Astro from uh, the Jetsons. Road, Rory Borge. I'm Rock Roll. <laughs> King Gillette was born on this day. Oh, man. What? You know how I feel about the 1800s. Oh, yeah. Man. Just fucking. Fucking King Gillette. Hyping hot mad. Just. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm angry filled as with the wind. <laughs> you are. <laughs> how angry is the wind? So, with Howlin' mad. That's how mad it is. I'm just filled with. Just admiration and front equal parts oh, admiration and frustration so much. over people who can invent things right that just last that last forever. Yes. C King C Gillette uh-huh. was the American businessman who invented the inexpensive and disposable safety razor blades. Oh, God damn it! Fucking it's asshole! Genius! That's fucking asshole! You are selling people a product with built-in. Uh, what do they call that when uh, uh, when something is... Built-in bite-againness. 
<laughs> That's the term I was looking for. Just... Built-in buy it againness. <laughs> no, there's a term for it in business where it's got um, uh, when something is obs- built-in obsolescence because uh-huh. you get you you use the product right. and then you're forced if if you want to continue, continue using it, you got to keep buying more and more right. and more. Buy it's it genius. This, buy it again. You get the razor, but the blades are uh, how they get you. Tricky. Fuckers. And we're still living that life. Oh, that fucking God. God damn it, Gillette. Gillette, the best a man can get. He was the best. He was the best uh, a man could get. 1871, Frederick Converse was born. Not what you're thinking. Didn't make the oh, sneakers. Oh, didn't make the sneaker? No, he was uh, an American missed composer. Missed opportunity for that guy. American composer. <laughs> he composed the very first opera to be performed at the Metropolitan Opera in New York City. Hey. The name of that opera, Eddie Pence? Uh, rubber Sneakers. Nope. They once again, had nothing to do with it's got the to at some point in the nothing. timeline. Converse. Some point in the timeline. Different Converse. He fucked someone who fucked someone who made those shoes. His uh, his opera was called The Pipe of Desire. Oh. The Pipe of Desire. It is. Sounds salty. <laughs> hey, Eddie, I have a pipe. I know you don't. Do you desire you it? Do you have a pipe cleaner. That's cruel. <laughs> Poor man, it's already a clown. You don't have to take shots at it. Twisted up and furry. Uh, On this day in 1903, (laughs) 1903, Harold Gaddy, Australian aviating aviator pioneer, Uh uh, was born on this day. Okay, yes, pioneered the aviation. He was a big aviator in Australia. Okay. 1910, Hugh Branham, actor Hugh Branham, was born. Mm -hmm. Best known to generations of children everywhere. As Mr. Green Jeans from the old Captain Kangaroo show. Okay. He was sort of the farmer guy, came yeah, out yeah. the green overalls. Yeah. Yeah, that was him. 1913, Kevin's Wilson was born. Kevin's Wilson? Kevin's. Oh, Kevin's Wilson. K E M. Kevin's Wilson. O N S. Kevin's. Excuse me. Kevin's Wilson. Okay. He founded a chain, the very first standardized hotel chain. Oh. Holiday Inns. Oh, okay. We're her invention. I've stated a few. His invention. 1914, Aaron Bunny Lapin was born. We've talked about Bunny Lapin before. He was the inventor of whipped cream in a can. Ready mm. whip. Oh, yeah, whippets. Okay. No, it's it's ready whip. It's whipped cream yeah, in a that's, can. People got whippets from that. They're, the propellant yes. will get you high if right. you misuse the product, yes. but that was never the intention. Was it? No, it was not. Wasn't it? <laughs> I just told you, no, it was not. Was it not? It, it was not. <laughs> Mm. 1914, American actor George Reeves was born, the first actor ever to achieve stardom playing a superhero. Mm, Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, Mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. Did you watch that show when you were a kid? I did. The reruns? from I did Avengers watch the reruns, Superman? yes. He was a good Superman. He was. 1923, Sam Phillips was born, eventually to become an American record producer and founder of Sun Records, who launched not only the career, of course, famously of Elvis Presley, but also Johnny Cash and Jerry Lee Lewis mm-hmm. and Carl Perkins. Yeah. 
you know, you talk about the stars of rock and roll, but you forget that if there have other been people in place to help them along the way. To discover those stars and a lot of these guys out there. may yeah. never been uh, brought Take advantage to of their talents. <laughs> they weren't taking advantage. The Colonel Tom Parker. Well, that's different. But okay. Sam was a true man of the musician. Uh -huh. He was a helper. Okay. 1928, Walter Mondale was born. He was vice president here in the United States from 1977 to 1981. So bland and white, <laughs> some might say he was practically translucent, but <laughs> look, he's done more with his life than I have. Yes. 1929, Wilbert Harrison, iconic R&B singer, was born in Charlotte, North Carolina on this day. His most famous hit. Going to Kansas City. great song it's no hats off to larry no it is not it's a good song chuck knoll famous american football coach for the pittsburgh steelers born on this day in 1932 phil ramone one of the great grammy award-winning music producers in american history born on this day in 1934 produced such artists as burt Bacharach, paul simon billy joel tony bennett damn yeah pretty impressive 1940, Michael O'Donohue was born, American writer and lunatic, originally part of the <laughs> National Lampoon magazine, later went on to write and perform on Saturday Night Live, co-wrote Scrooged as well, which the holiday season wow. has just passed. I got a chance to watch that again. Um, he famously was in the very first sketch ever on Saturday Night Live. He played a teacher for English as a second language, and Belushi plays an immigrant <laughs> and Michael O'Donoghue is trying to get him to repeat phrases from a, a phrase book. Let us begin. Repeat after me. I would like. I would like to feed your fingertips. To feed your fingertips to the Wolverines. To the Wolverines. Yeah. <laughs> strange sketch. 1945, Roger Spottiswood, Canadian British film director and writer, was born on this day. Boy, this guy was hit and miss. He directed the James Bond film Tomorrow Never Dies. He directed one of your favorite films, Eddie Pence, yeah. The Best of Times. Oh, I love the with best Kurt of Kurt Russell and uh, Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. I love that movie. He also directed Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> he directed Turner and Hooch. That's not bad. Directed Air America, which isn't that bad either. No, that's not bad either. And he was one of the writers of uh, 48 Hours, starring Eddie Murphy and Nick Great Lutte. movie. So he's yeah. got a spotted career. Susie Amos, American actress, born on this day in 1962, currently Mrs. Um, James Cameron. She's okay. married to Jimmy Cameron. No one calls him Jimmy. They should. I but bet even friends don't call him no. Jimmy. He seems like he'd make uh, you call James. him. Call me James. James. J.H. Wyman, American film producer, director, and writer, born on this day in 1967, best known as the showrunner of a little show called Fringe that was on Fox. I love that show. For five seasons. So good. One of the few things Eddie Pence and I actually agree on. Such a good show. We love that show. In 1968, Joe Juno. Joe Juno. American, uh, not American at all, Canadian NHL Center, played for your Washington Capitals yes, he did. back in the day. All right, you know what we do at this point? We find a food related to someone who was born on this day, and we run it past Eddie Pence to see if he would eat it or perhaps just stick it up his ass and pull out. Yeah. Only one way to find out. We talk about the food, then pull the handles of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. 
when the reels stop if they match up. Jackpot. That means Eddie's eating that food. However, if they're mismatched, <laughs> he's not going to go for it. <laughs> On this day in 1956, Chen Kenichi was born. Chen Kenichi. Chen Kenichi. Okay. Is that name familiar to you at all? No. Well, then you must not watch The Iron Chef. Are you familiar with the TV series, The Iron I Chef? I do recall the show, yes. They bring out some of the greatest chefs in the world. Yeah. And they give them a challenge ingredient. Yeah. And they say, your dish must contain cock. Bullcock. And, and then you have to make a dish from that. You have to make like the whole thing, right? Like the appetizer, the main it has course, to be, and the dessert. It has to be the main ingredient, the starring ingredient in okay. your dish. All right. And a lot of great dishes were born from mm -hmm. The Iron Chef. He represented Iron Chef Chinese, so he, all his food was Chinese style. He holds the record. 14 consecutive victories in the kitchen wow. stadium there. That's impressive. And he's the only chef to ever appear on that show who never lost a battle Undefeated. Against Undefeated. Mm. So you know this guy's for real. Chen Kenichi is Kenichi. his name. His most famous dish, besides his chili prawns. Yeah. Chili prawns. Is Mapo Tofu. Mapo Tofu. His fiery tofu dish. Oh. Ground pork and tofu in a very spicy sauce eaten with rice. You have to eat it with rice because you can't just, die. Can't eat otherwise. Uh, the sauce is based of uh, tenmenjan and bubanjijang. Bubanjijang. <laughs> which is a sweet bean sauce. And say a, sweet bean sauce. And a chili bean sauce. I'm trying to give you the pertinent details. Instead of going bubanjijang. Dubanjijang. Dubanjang. Dubanjang. You take a silky tofu, you cut it into cubes, add some ground pork, chicken stock, uh, minced garlic, a thumb of ginger, ginger, it says here in the recipe, just a thumb, a thumb. of ginger, yes. Okay. Fermented back black beans, dubanjang, tenmenjang, sesame seed oil, scallions, and peppercorn powder. Wow. Yeah. This sounds like it has quite a kick. Put it all together, you have mapo tofu, the fiery tofu dish, is that something Eddie Pence is going to eat? It's only one way for us to find out. we got to pull the handle of that patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine to find out. Here we go. Mapo, mapo, mapo. That sounds like a mess. Just sounds... a fucking mess. I would like that going in. <laughs> I don't think I would like it coming out. <laughs> I don't think I want that going in or coming out. No, it sounds tasty, don't you no, think? No, I don't think it does. Tofu pork with a, f a fiery sauce on I think rice? It's, I think it's it's unbearably hot. And I don't mind spicy food, but it seems like it's unbearably hot. Man. And then there's the, the beans, the... Fermented, fermented beans. beans. Yeah, it's yeah. two things I do well, not I like. I wonder if our fine friends at Fink's Fermented Foods have fermented black beans. I don't know. Yeah, we look, should ask him. Into, put in a special order. Oh, we're talking about Fink again. Oh, damn it. The other one's going to get so upset. Oh, my God. Going to grow even taller, trying to get more of attention. <laughs> All right. You realize for our new year, you are... I haven't are picked one yet. Ought. Over four. I haven't seen jackpots. You it's are. Too bad. You are... Just bringing us down. This is no way to start pick a new year. some better foods. Why don't you pick a better mouth? No. No, jang, 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 jang. I don't want that. Yes, you do. Whatever sauce that was. I, I bet that's good. I can't be. It's just a tofu squares. That's fucking no. Oh, well. Anyway, the most important thing about all these people, including Chen Kenichi, mm -hmm. is that they were born, born to be alive. Born to be alive. Born to be alive.
Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beats. Congratulations to Avatar The Way of Water. Yesterday it passed Top Gun Maverick, making it the most successful film released in 2022. $1.5 billion at the global box office. It is the 11th film in box office history, box office history rather, to pass the $1.5 billion mark. Last one was Spider-Man No Way Home. Hmm. So uh, at this pace, it's getting there much faster than the other films. It looks like it's on its way to become the, the biggest number one ever. film ever. Didn't you just go see I that? I did just see it. <laughs> Let's hear it. What do you think of Avatar I, The Way of Water? I walked out feeling the exact same way I felt after I saw the first one. Like, oh, that was pretty, but okay. Like, they're beautiful blue cat people who ride flamingos the entire, into the water. The entire, it's a three-hour movie. Oh, my God. And you feel, it's like the Batman. You feel every minute oh, dear of that three Jesus. hours. And it is a beautiful film and visually stunning. But it's like watching a movie in 3D. After 20 minutes, you're just numb to it anyway. Right. So that's all it, and the entire second act is just these blue people swimming in water and glowing fish. And you're just like, stop masturbating, James Cameron. We oh, get it. There's not if he has that, he has nothing. I I mean it's it's okay. I walked out going, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Did you learn pretty... an important lesson about life and the, our relationship to the planet? No, I mean, it's, That's what it's, you're supposed to it's get. It's pretty preachy, much as the same way the first one was. Yeah. It's, so it's teaching us a lesson. I guess. It's just I don't see it's it's the same as the first one. It's never just, saw it. Never saw the first one. It's just it's just okay. Not gonna see the this first one. one's just dances with wolves with blue people. Is it? That's all that is. Mm. This one's just the Tatanka. same. This one is the same thing with a little free Willy thrown in. Oh, I got you. Nothing wrong so, with a little Willy. No. Throw a little Willy Especially in. Especially when he's free. That's right. As long as I have to pay for the Willy, I don't care. It was okay. Not amazing. All right. Well, there you go. Visually, it's amazing, but the story's not. Eddie Pence gives it a meh. It's a eh. Okay. Eh. It's okay. On a scale of one to ten, he gives it meh. But it doesn't need to be three hours. Six, six ish, six point five, maybe two and a half hours. Yeah, I got no time. I got no time. It's long. It's ridiculous. More details are coming in about the horrible accident that put Jeremy Renner in the hospital. It's much worse than we ever could have possibly imagined. Was it? Initially, uh, once we heard heard that his snowcat ran him over, it seemed like his leg was mostly damaged. We know he lost a lot of blood, but now more details are coming to light. The snowcat ran him over and crushed his chest. Oh. The right side of his chest was collapsed oh. when they got him to the hospital. Oh my God. His upper torso crushed as well, being run over by the snowcat. Oh my God. It sounds like it's a miracle that he's alive. It's, yeah. Given the internal organs and his lung was crushed and the bleeding out, oh. it sounds like he shouldn't be with us anymore. That is sounds horrific. It's just a nightmare. The details get worse and worse, but he's in the hospital, he is recovering, and so. Wow. We're all hoping for the best. Yeah, crazy for sure. Hey, you know what my favorite FBI sting of all time is? Right? Oh, yeah. Varsity Blues. Operation Varsity Blues. I don't want your life. That's right. You don't <laughs> want this guy's life. Rick Singer, the guy who orchestrated the Pave for Admission College scandal. Yeah. He is going behind bars. Yesterday, he was sentenced to 3.5 years in federal prison for his role in the Varsity Blues scandal. Now, how many he'll actually do will remains to be seen. Yeah. Well, no one else did what more than six months. Most like of these the... guys get popped pretty early for good behavior. Yeah, three point five years. Now I know he worked with the feds, and that's why his sentence was reduced. Initially, he was looking at like sixty-five years oh my behind God. bars, but he worked with the feds to capture the parents and some yeah. of the other people that were caught up in the scandal. He'll probably do like a year or something. But I know there are people doing five for holding a joint. I know it's. 
all screwed up in this country. Anyway, he's doing some time. I guess that's that's something. But I still want Felicity Huffman put to death and Laurie Lachlan. That I don't seems think I'm ever going to get that. That seems excessive. Does, is it? It seems a little. I think excessive. it would send a message. Oh, it absolutely would. I don't think you'd be cheating your no, way into college you anymore. Wouldn't. You would not. They hung Lori Lachlan from the lamppost at USC. She's not a pirate. What are you doing? I want to stretch her up on the yard arm. I want her drawn and quartered. You don't fucking hang her. I want, pirate? I want crows pecking oh, out her Jesus. eyes. Oh my God. Next to Tommy Trojan. Send a, <laughs> send a message to all the cheating parents in the world. Cheating parents. This is what happens to you. Pirates beware. That's right. You know the name Michael Giacchino? No. He is a uh, Oscar-winning composer. Okay. He does a lot of uh, themes for movies, some of our favorites, including uh, the last couple Spider-Man movies and stuff. Okay. Very talented yeah, guy. Yeah. Now he's completely changing the direction of his career. He's becoming a feature film director. Oh, good for him. I think it's great, but you don't often hear no. musicians or composers going in the from... film industry going from the audio side right. to the visual side. Recently, he directed Werewolf by Night for Marvel Studios. Oh, he did. That he was him. That. Yeah, that was great. That I was his that. first big break as I a that. director, and everyone raved about it. Yeah. So now they're giving him a shot at a remake of a 1954 horror film called Them. Mm. Them is the first of the 1950s nuclear monster films. Okay. First big bug movies. This is where the giant ants, right. the ants get irradiated, right. and they start climbing over the hill and start eating people and <laughs> right. shit. And so he's going to remake them because as a kid, he loved that movie. It stuck in his head and he wants to take another swing. Well, that, uh, World by Night, he really captured the feel of that, that genre of film. Seems to me that he has a certain penchant for old-timey yeah. films. And so if he can bring that same tone to this, look, I've seen them. I don't remember much about it. It's Those not like he's tackling ants. a classic no. or something. So I think if he wants to do a film, this is probably a good one to work on. Yeah. And who doesn't want to see giant ants? Yeah. Low risk, I think. Should bring giant uncles too. Both of those. Going around, where's your sister? Where's your sister? She's walking around. Hey, where's your sister? I heard though, scientifically, it would never be possible. Why? Because the dimensions of an ant's legs, yeah. should it grow to that enormous size, it withstand the wouldn't weight. be able to stand them. The legs would snap and well, break. It just ruins it for everybody. Well, I'm just telling you. Bring science into science fiction. I have to speak the truth. Ugh. Hugh Jackman. I like him. I do too. I want to go to New York and see that music man. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, good. as I mentioned before, yeah. people are still talking about my performance as Harold Hill. I heard he studied man. the role that you did. I didn't want to bring it up. But That's what I heard. There was rumors on the streets that he was... Uh, he was looking my way. He got some old-timey <laughs> hi-eight footage. He found a VHS that was dubbed off of... Uh, an old a Kodak 8 uh, Edison, Edison Cinescope, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, right now he's doing Music Man on Broadway. He's gearing up to start filming Deadpool meets uh, Wolverine. Wolverine, Deadpool 3. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that brings me to this thing that he posted online. He is uh, he's normally such a good-natured good guy, but yeah. he seems really unhappy because Ryan Reynolds looks like he's going to be nominated for an Oscar for the song Good Afternoon from Spirited, oh, the yeah. film that yeah, they yeah. did. And it doesn't sound like uh, he's all that thrilled about it. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's 2023, and I really, really wanted to send out a positive message at the beginning of the year, but um, recent events have made that impossible. Um, don't get me wrong. 
I loved Spirited. It's it's great movie. We had a blast. The entire family watched it. I love Will. I love Octavia. Obviously, I did The Greatest Showman with with Benj and Justin. They're incredible, and I loved their music. Uh, and Good Afternoon, by the way, the song Good Afternoon, I laughed the entire way through. It is absolutely brilliant. However, I've just heard the Academy have shortlisted Good Afternoon in the best song category. Now, Ryan Reynolds getting a nomination in the best song category would make the next year of my life insufferable. <laughs> it would, I mean, I have to spend a year with him shooting Wolverine and Deadpool and it, I, trust me, it would be impossible. It'd be a problem. So let's just to recap, love Spirited, love Will, love Octavia, love the song, Good Afternoon, love Benj and Justin, but please, Please, from the bottom of my heart, do not validate Ryan Reynolds in this way. Please. Don't validate Ryan Reynolds in this way. <laughs> Their relationship is just so much fun. It's what we dream of. Let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on January 5th, starting with singer, bassist, Athol Guy. Athol Guy? Athol? Athol Guy. Athol Guy. Even Athol. <laughs> this poor bastard must have heard that his whole life, and you're just oh, piling on. Oh. He's, he's 83 years old. You don't think he's heard enough half-hole jokes? <laughs> From Australian supergroup The Seekers, he's 83. Hey there, Georgie girl, why do all the boys just pass you by? Could it be you just don't try, or is it the clothes you wear? Clancy Brown, great actor, also great voice actor. He's in SpongeBob SquarePants, played Lex Luthor famously. 64 years old today. Vinnie Jones from the X-Men and uh, Deception. 58 years old. Bradley Cooper, my Philadelphia Eagle buddy, Bradley oh, yeah. Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 48 years old today. January Jones turns 45. Chris Stein of Blondie fame is 73. I'm in the phone booth, it's the one across the hall. Robert Duvall is 92 years old today. Oh my God, I Isn't forgot about crazy? him. Diane Keaton, his co-star, of course, in uh, Godfather yeah. 1 and 2. 77. Ted Lange from The Love Boat. Isaac, your bartender. Oh, He's oh. 75. Pamela Sue Martin got her big break in The Poseidon Adventure, then became Nancy Drew on television, then joined the cast of Dynasty. She's 70 years old. And drummer George Funky Brown. That's what they used to call you, didn't they? George Eddie Funky Brown. Funk, yeah. Eddie, no, not George Funky Brown. They called me George Funky Brown. <laughs> they and they called you asshole. Eddie Funky Pence, I thought they would call you. <laughs> of Cool in the Gang, their drummer, he's 74. Jungle Boogie, Jungle Boogie, get it on. Wait to get down. <laughs> Shake it around. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And on Thursdays, we like to talk about human sexuality. So it's time to fling open the doors of that esteemed institute of learning, Ralph Sex University. 
for this phone call, but uh, I just had a discovery that I think would be a great sex you topic, and that is, I like being called daddy, and I'm I'm not a dad, and I like being called daddy. I don't I didn't have any dad issues growing up. Like I love my dad, and he was very present and everything, and I'm kind of weirded out by my own turn on, <laughs> and I was wondering if you could go into I don't know the if there's any academia behind why being called daddy is sexy. Uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a weird, weird new way to throw ropes. So we're, just, we're doing that now. All right. Love you. Mina. Bye. We're doing that now. <laughs> being called daddy in the bedroom by your lover. Yeah. Hey daddy. Hey daddy. Hey daddy. Daddy. Hmm. Eddie Pants, I bet you get off being not, called, not called daddy. daddy in the bedroom. I don't, I don't care for it. Oh my god, Uncle, that's what I like to be called. <laughs> Call me Uncle. Say Uncle. I'll stop if you say Uncle. <laughs> oh my god! Listen, don't be ashamed of the daddy kink. It is one of the most common names called in the bedroom in America. Yeah, according to uh, sexologists, they say. The phrase daddy's being thrown around quite a bit these days, and it's not a new thing, by the way. It's been going on for multiple decades, according to sex therapists. In fact, one report says the slang use of the word daddy dates back to 1681 when prostitutes would adopt the term as a way to refer to their pimps. Huh. They would call their pimps daddy. Okay. And I remember that from like 70s movies. Yeah. Where the pimps with the girls were gonna say, Oh, come on, daddy. And right. that would like be their thing. And I guess it's just taken off. So regular folks are using it in the bedroom now. Hmm. Now, because of the nature of the phrase, it is getting a lot of attention. And some people claim it has something to do with having daddy issues or working through your relationship with your father. It's just a phrase used in sex. Most sex therapists say there's no actual connection between your own relationship with your parents and calling a partner daddy. Mm -hmm. Because when you think about it, many men call their girlfriends or wives baby. Yeah. And it doesn't mean they want to have sex with babies. It's just a name. <laughs> is it sort of a dom-submissive sort of thing? Yeah, we'll get into the psychological okay. dynamics of it for sure, but that is definitely a big part of it. Okay. However, I'll tell you something. It's not just guys who are perpetuating this dynamic. Pornhub did their analytics, and they said women are actually 96% more likely to search for dad or daddy in porn than men are. Hmm. So they're actually the ones that are uh, in front of this phenomenon. Okay. Uh, it's not exclusive to the heterosexual community either, by the way. Uh, Pornhub also did their year in review and said the term daddy is one of the top five most searched for status uh, names in the status for gay porn. Hmm. So. Okay. But why did it take root? Well, Eddie Pence has nailed it. A certain amount of it has to do with dominance and submission. Uh, the reference of daddy makes a man feel more uh, dominant. It makes the partner seem more submissive. It also makes them feel respected. A lot of guys claim that when they're being called daddy, it makes them feel like the women in their lives, or men, if you're in the gay relationships, 
um, have uh, respect and unconditional love for them. Oh, daddy. Okay. Yeah, exactly. All right. It makes their partner seem younger. Some guys get off on the idea of an older, could, younger dynamic. Yeah. And if you're daddy, then you're taking on right. the older masculine role. And right? granddaddy is the highest form of respect. <laughs> I think it is. Give it to me, granddaddy. I bet that one isn't as common. I'm just guessing. It makes men feel more sexually experienced and in control when being called daddy. Because okay. daddy's in charge, well, right? patriarchy, man. Yeah. Uh, it makes them feel unconditionally loved, as I mentioned, and the term is a little bit taboo, even though actual scientists and uh, sex therapists have poo-pooed the idea that it has any relationship to actual daddy issues. Right. Some people aren't that kinky in the bedroom. When you start dropping the D-bombs, it can be a bit of a turn-on, <laughs> like, oh, we're being naughty. This oh, is, oh, this is a nasty session, isn't it? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. When it comes to women using the word, usually they are trying to indicate that their partner is the boss in charge, a protector, or doing a particularly good job. Sometimes it's just a term of encouragement. Well done, father. Well done. <laughs> yeah, do me, daddy. Means you're doing something right, basically. Okay, gotcha. And in the roles of dominant submission, some people say, well, why do you have to say daddy? Why don't you say master or sir, which are also common mm -hmm. phrases used for a dominant in that world. And a lot of people say... Daddy adds another element to the relationship. Doesn't seem as endearing as exactly. You know. Fathers are caring, supportive, yeah. assertive. Daddy's a much warmer and loving term than master right. or sir, which is a bit cold and and clinical. I like the old mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's another phenomenon. If Come on, the, mommy. If, 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 Take it, mommy. See, no. If you're saying. <laughs> mommy, then more than likely you would be switched in the dominant submissive position. Give it to me, mommy? No, yeah, you say, give it to me, mommy, or mommy, may I, or please, mommy. Oh, or, mother, please. Yes, may, mother, may I. Got it. Uh, do all guys like being called daddy is a question that comes up often. No. Some guys, mm, yeah, looking I'm, across the table at this guy. I don't think I would enjoy it. Not down with no. it. And if you have any real issues with your father, Psychologists have said it can be a real triggering experience mm. to have a woman say "daddy" to you if you have, if you bar, if you uh, bear some sort of hatred or animosity towards yeah. your own father. It can be a bit of a boner killer. So uh, I would just start laughing. It's just the whole "who's your daddy" thing would make me laugh. I would find it comical, not like hot. Well, you're not doing it right. Then. I guess I have, in some instances, been called daddy oh, and yeah? it's been a, a very empowering right. very empowering word to use okay. in the bedroom all right so all right well now whatever floats your boat look it's all about communication if you're talking to someone and yeah. you're sharing ideas and kinks as long as it's consensual anything hey, goes. go for it man so don't feel bad sir no if someone's calling you daddy in the bedroom and it's working for you it's okay you know we're doing that now as he said <laughs> so good for you guys <laughs> and that's it for today's ralph sex university that's it for the show today kids thank you so much for hanging out with us come on back tomorrow unless of course you're a four-star general then you get your butts back here tonight mm. 7 p.m via crowdcast we'll see you live here in the bat cave everybody else we'll talk to you tomorrow but in order for you to join us you got to take care of you so i beg you i beseech you do everything in your power to take care of yourself stay good in the hood because life is life we want yours to be long happy and healthy We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, please remember, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha ha, so ha, ha ha, got it. Ha ha, bye bye. Take a better dance now. Bye, Menon. We're doing that now. <laughs>